Yeah. Time waits for no man. Life is but a two-step slow jam. Dancing with the devil, trying not to lose my balance. But God bless the kid with many talents. He was chosen. That's why you see him living in the moment. Every second, gotta own it. Cause you never know when could be your last. Time... Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely would mean a lot to me. But here's where we'll start. <sighs> okay. So it's, I had to process it for a couple of days. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, Carson Wentz uh, was traded to Washington. <laughs> the now Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz was traded to the Commanders for like three picks, two like second rounds and one third, I think. I'm on record here saying if Carson Wentz is your quarterback, you're not a Super Bowl caliber team. I, I mean, you can go back in the archives and, and check. I said this. This is what I said. You know, when I first heard the news, man, or when I first when it when I first came across the ticker, the breaking news ticker, I was like, what? <laughs> Carson Wentz, ah, Carson Wentz, oh. but after a couple days, you know, stepping away from the situation, having to think it over, and, and this, that, and the third, let, let me, let me be honest, let's, 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 let's have an honest conversation about this Carson Wentz trade uh, for Washington. One thing that I do like is that the reports came out that Washington didn't go straight for Carson Wentz. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Like I, they made a big a big swing at Aaron Rodgers, they made a big swing at uh Patrick Mahomes, they made a big swing at Russell Wilson who of course was available. Um but of course none of those matriculated. So the next best thing was Carson Wentz. Now, in a nutshell, man, nobody really wants Carson Wentz on their team um, as far as to try to compete for a championship or a Super Bowl. You, Carson Wentz is not the guy to get it done. I've said this multiple times on this platform. But when you look at the landscape of the free agent market, uh, Carson Wentz was the best quarterback available. At the time, I mean, again, Aaron Rodgers decided to go back to Green Bay, which everyone knew that was pretty much going to happen. Uh, Russell Wilson, blockbuster trade we talked about last episode, gets traded to Denver. So the next best thing was Carson Wentz. Uh, if you, I would pick Carson Wentz over Jimmy Garoppolo. I definitely pick Carson Wentz over Mr. Bisky, uh, over Jameis Winston, over Marcus Mariota. Uh, I, I mean, we don't know Malik Malik uh, Wills is going to be. Kenny Pickett. I would choose Carson Wentz over them. Now, this is Carson Wentz, man. You know how I talked about Jimmy G and I said that Jimmy G, as much good as you're going to get, you're also going to get like the same amount of bad. All right. 
this is Carson Wentz in a nutshell. Carson Wentz, when he is good, he is good. Like when Carson Wentz is is good. I mean, I know it was a while ago, but he was a front runner. He was a front uh, leading MVP candidate before he got injured. The year that the Philly Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, I mean, we saw a couple flashes uh, last year when he was with the Colts, um, especially against the Ravens, even though the Ravens did come back and win. Carson Wentz threw for like 400 yards, I think, like that. It When Carson Wentz is good, he is good. Like, Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback when he is good. But boy, when Carson Wentz is bad, It's, it's not even, he's, oh man, when Carson Wentz is bad, he is, he's worse than God awful. He is, he's damn near unwatchable. I understand the, I understand the mentality of, you know, every, you know, play every play like it's your last, right? But Carson Wentz takes that to the extreme, like the extreme extreme. Um, but yeah, he went, went Carson Wentz is, and I think, and that's one of the biggest reasons why he didn't work in, 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 uh, Indianapolis. He's so, oh, it's night and day, night and day, black and white. When we talk about Carson Wentz, either he is really good or he is, he is un he's, Carson Wentz, when he is bad, he's so bad, he may not make, he may not be good enough to make a college football team. That's how bad Carson, I mean, we've seen clips of him in the end zone, just flicking the ball, trying to save a play and throwing it right to the defender for pick six. We've seen that multiple times last year. Um, uh, But at the end of the day, Washington got the best available quarterback. Do I think he's better than Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke? Yes. Uh, do I think that he's better than Jimmy G? Yes. Do I think that he's better than a lot of available quarterbacks at this time? Yes. But I do also think, and, and I, I'm not going to back down on this, if Carson Wentz is your quarterback, you're not a Super Bowl caliber team. Look, you know how – yo, Frank Wright <laughs> – we I have to stop. People have to because I, I hear this a lot now. People have to stop bringing up uh, the Eagles days with Carson Wentz. That Carson Wentz is not here anymore. In fact, that Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know what it is, but he's just yo. Frank Wright had to apologize to the ownership of or the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, because he put his neck out on the line for Carson Wentz. And it didn't work out. And the same thing, a lot of things that that plagued Carson Wentz, the end of his Philly tenure, is the same thing that you saw his one year in Indy. It was he's hard to co- uh he doesn't really take tough criticism very well. He doesn't take tough coaching very well. His leadership in the locker room is a question. <sighs> Carson Wentz, he is he's 
I don't know how you describe it. Because can you say that he's a good player if he's so inconsistent and so drastically inconsistent like he is? Like, think about, think about for people that are, for people in Washington, right? And again, I'm not happy uh, that we have, that Washington has Carson Wentz. I'm not mad that Washington has Carson Wentz. I am a realist of the situation. Let's let's compare Indianapolis to, to Washington for a second. Indianapolis had one of the best offensive lines. Indianapolis had one of the best, if not the best, running back last year because Derrick Henry was out. They have a solid number one in Michael Pittman. Their defense is incredible with DeForest Buckner, with uh, Darius Leonard. Their coach, Frank Wright, a really good coach. In fact, one of the biggest reasons why they wanted Carson Wentz is because Carson Wentz saw his the most success that he saw in the league with Frank Reich as his coach. Now compare that to what oh and and Frank Wright is an offensive minded coach. Meaning usually when you when a quarterback has an offensive minded coach, they usually get the best out of them because they have a mindset. They have an offensive mindset. Like you look at Sean McVay, you look at Kyle Shanahan. They have some of the some of the best play designs because they're offensive minded coaches. So so Carson Wentz had all that, all that in Indianapolis and still couldn't win two games to make it to the playoffs and two games against people. They should have. They lost to the Jaguars badly, too. That's that was the straw that broke the camel's back for for Carson Wentz and Indy. They they brought Carson Wentz to Indianapolis to be to get them over the hump. They have Indianapolis, and I I, I hear people uh, people in the comment section usually say, "Well, you can say that for any team." No, you can't. If you put Russell Wilson on the Jaguars right now, they're not a play, they're not a championship team. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the Jaguars right now, they're not a championship team. But if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Indianapolis Colts, I think they're a championship team. You put Russell Wilson on the Indianapolis Colts, I think they're a championship team. Indianapolis thought that you bring in Indianapolis and Frank Reich thought you bring in Carson Wentz. Yes, the tape that he has on the recent tape was not there, but you feel that you can you can get the best out of him because you got the best out of him when he was playing with you or when he was playing for you as a coach or a coordinator. They were confident in letting Philip Rivers walk. And of course, Philip Rivers was old. Philip Rivers was not in his heyday or was not in his prime. But they were they were confident in letting Philip Rivers walk because they knew that they have something special in Indianapolis. And all they need is the quarterback. So when you bring on Carson Wentz, the the straw that broke the camel's back is you needed two games to make it. You got you got further with Philip Rivers than you did with Carson Wentz. And the team that Carson Wentz had was pretty much a better team than the one that Phillip Rivers had. And it's hard being a, an owner, being a GM, being a head coach 
where you when you don't know what you're getting out of your franchise thirty million dollar quarterback that now Washington pick up and I think they're responsible for the whole like twenty eight million. But that's hard when you don't know what you're going to get or it can be over with any play. Now, yes, I understand the NFL is is a physical sport, so it can automatically be over with in any play. But Carson Wentz is a reckless player. He's been like that since college, but he's a reckless player. I mean, yo, he had two two sprained ankles against the Rams. You only get two ankles and he sprained both of them and still tried to go out there and play. But they needed two wins. Two. They needed one win in two games and couldn't get neither. And a lot of it was because of Carson Wentz. In fact, teams started loading up the box, so Jonathan Taylor was not able to run, and they made Carson Wentz beat them, and Carson Wentz could not. So it sounds like, no, I'm being honest about Carson Wentz. So that's what Washington's getting, and that was Indianapolis. Washington does not have a good, uh, does not have the best offensive line. They do have, I would say they have a better receiving core if, I mean, Terry Terry McLaurin, in my opinion, is better than Michael Pittman. Uh, see what we can get from Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, you know. Defensively, I, I think when they're right and when they're healthy, Washington has a, could have a better defense. Now, they did just cut Landon Collins. Uh, yeah. But you still have Payne. You still have Jonathan Allen. You still have uh, – Chase Young when he gets back from injury. Um, however, you have a defensive-minded coach in Ron Rivera, and a defensive-minded coach that doesn't isn't is has been has seen to be very rigid in his in his thinking, kind of like a, a, a Pete Carroll. Do I think that Carson Wentz is a is a better pickup than? Taylor Heineke, yes. And I think that he was the best available pick. And I do, I will say this. I think that Indianapolis made a mistake uh, trading Carson Wentz right now. Not saying that they made a mistake trading him in general, but they don't have a, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a backup plan. Now, you can go get, try to go get Jimmy G, try to go get, like I said, Mariota, try to go get, uh, um, one of the freelance quarter or free agent quarterbacks, but Carson Wentz was the best available wide or quarterback, and you had him. And now you don't really have a, a, a number two, like you don't have a second option. And that's why I said I don't think that it was smart for them to train him right now. Not to mention the fact that, yeah, Carson Wentz, like I said, it's it's like black and white, night and day with him. But you did still only need one win out of two games. Now, he wasn't able to deliver, but, you I mean, you still were borderline successful. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Car- the, the era of Carson Wentz has, has begun for Washington. Uh, if you're if you're Terry McGloin, again, if I was a teammate, and, and if I was a teammate of Carson Wentz, I don't know how I feel because – He's he's had a reputation of being a bad leader in the locker room. He's had a reputation of not being able to be coached uh, hard. And Ron Rivera, as we know, is 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 synonymous for coaching hard. I don't I don't know. 
not to mention the whole unvaccinated thing. And then you have Ron Rivera who has dealt with uh, health issues. So I don't know. Carson Wentz is a Washington commander, though. So we'll see how that goes. Also, uh, the bi- another big headline that happened was Khalil Mack goes to the Chargers. When I tell you, the AFC West has has drastically improved and improved in the last few days is an understatement. One of the biggest needs that the Chargers had was the defensive line. Or was was defense, I say that. And now you're pairing him with Joey Bosa, which now you can't really double Joe, Joey Bosa because you have Khalil Mack on the other side. Now, no Khalil. I don't. I can't say Khalil Mack is not what he was because he was under. You know, he is coming come off injury and he was playing for Chicago. I haven't seen the best out of anybody in Chicago in a while, so I don't know if he is what he was. But I do know that Khalil Mack makes the Chargers drastically better. Like it's going to be a gauntlet, man. Now, like. I do think that, well, now you have Rashawn Slater and you brought back Mike Williams. Like, it's 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 going to be the, – the AFC West is by far – now, I know that the NFC West, you know, still has the Super Bowl champions in the, the Rams and, and the Cardinals. Uh, but I think that the AFC West is leaps and bounds the best – conference now I mean uh, division now like I said you have pa- uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs you have uh, uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers you have Russell Wilson and the Don- Denver Broncos and you have uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders it's <laughs> Khalil Mack opens so much up not just for the the Chargers defense but for their offense so now you don't the off the defense is not a liability anymore now of course you still want to bolster the 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 secondary but the defense is not like you the problem was they couldn't they didn't have anybody that can get to the quarterback outside of Joey Bosa and Joey Bosa was hurt I think that he played like he had like six sacks in seven games um and what you're starting to see which you're not starting to see it you're seeing it but and it's been like this for a while is teams teams the smart teams capitalize when their quarterback is in their rookie contract. You're, especially if the quarterback is good. If the quarterback is good and they're in their rookie contract, this is the time because it's going to be very tough when they're make look at look at some of the teams that have max max uh, players that have max money. Uh, I don't know how the hell Green Bay is going to get a second wide receiver option for. Uh, Aaron Rodgers seeing how much money Aaron Rodgers makes and how much he 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 alone is against the cap. Uh, when you look at um, when you when you look at uh, what's his name? Because he's uh, when you look at how how Russell Wilson was for Seattle, he was so much like his money was so with you. Now yes, you had DK Metcalf that you got from the draft that you kind of got lucky with. And uh, Tyler Lockett, but outside of that, they haven't been able to really address the the uh, the the offensive line, the defense. Like it's once your quarterbacks make so much money, like a lot. Once they're out of their rookie contract and you they get that second contract, 
it 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 really bounds you to what you can and cannot do. So that's why you see a lot of player, a lot of teams go for it big or or try to swing big when their quarterback's on a rookie contract, like the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. That's why it's so big right now that people are saying that Lamar, you know, Lamar Jackson is about to try to get his uh try to get a, a extension. Uh, Joe Burrow, they're able to get. You know some uh, some quality for agents because he's still on his rookie contract now. Justin Herbert and Khalil Mack, they wouldn't be able to afford Khalil Mack if Justin Herbert didn't make or made more money than he's making. So you're seeing a lot of, and you've seen it for a while now, but you're seeing a lot of teams go for it when they're when they're uh, when their quarter quarterback is on their rookie deal. And honestly, I think I honestly think that right now the Chargers. Are, are probably the second best team in the division. I mean, right now it's between the Chargers and Denver, of course, because of Russell Wilson. I do think Russell Wilson is better than Justin Herbert uh, at this time, but I do think that the Chargers had a need, and their need was directly met, uh, which was they needed another pass rusher. And you have one of the best when he's healthy. You have one of the best in Khalil Mack. And with the with the weapons that Justin Herbert has in the offense and now the defense is starting to get shaped and you and we still don't know if, if Don Staley or Joe Staley is a good coach or not but um especially when we talk about time management but he you know I, I just think ugh, I think that uh it's it's hard for me to look at the chart now I will say this the Chargers st- have those the thing, okay. So the the one of the biggest knocks on the Chargers, especially when Anthony Lynn was their head coach, is that the Chargers struggle late in games. They struggle holding leads. They just struggle late in games. They don't win the close games. A lot of people were blaming that on Anthony Lynn, uh, which understandable when usually when you're when you continue to lose these three point games, these one point games. Uh, usually you want to look at the coach because it's like, what's not happening? What's not clicking? However, the same thing was happening with Staley. Uh, and even worse, he was messing up with the clock. I mean, the, the, the most famous one, of course, was the the game before the playoffs, the, the Chargers and the Raiders. And he called the famous timeout when they were trying to go for a tie, uh, which then the Raiders hit, had that big run and then was able to kick the field goal to win it. In overtime, um, I just I think that this makes the Chargers. If Khalil Mack is, you know, gets healthy and gets right, if he is healthy and right right now, um, of course Joey Bosa is Joey Bosa, one of the best in the league. I, I, they're the second best team in my opinion. Now, I'm not going to put them over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, even if the Chiefs do lose Tyron Matthew, which I do think is a huge loss if they lose him. Um, but, like, that's Khalil Mack, man. Khalil Mack, there was a time, probably two, three years ago, when Khalil Mack was undoubtedly the second best defender or defensive player in the league. Now you you can you can still kind of put him in the top five, but – he was he it was Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. That's that's how it was. So the the Chargers are are, are going big and they're 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 trying to swing for the fences now when they can because Justin Herbert is still on his rookie contract so they can manipulate the money a little bit better. Uh 
inst- until he makes his big, until they try to you know do the extension of, or or get him a new deal or something. But I do think that this Khalil Mack thing is huge. Like the Chargers, the Chargers were always known. Well, since Justin Herbert emerged, known as a as a one side of team. Like they're great offensively, but defensively they were very sketchy. Now, when you get a player like Khalil Mack, it's it kind of I'm not gonna say evens it out because the offense is still the offense, but uh, that's that's a tough that's a tough get. So <sighs> let's talk about reputation real quick. Let's 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 move to a little bit of basketball. Let's talk about reputation. Your reputation what <laughs> your your reputation follows you. Until and your reputation can change. I mean, it's it's really it's really a lot of people's reputation is it comes from past experiences. So the Nets played the Philadelphia 76ers, which was one of the most hyped up games after the James Harden trade that sent Ben Simmons uh Seth Curry and Andre Drummond to Brooklyn. And of course the 76ers got James Harden. Since then they were five and Oh, uh, James Harden looked great. Um, along with Joel Embiid, people were saying that it's the next Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. But James Harden has a reputation and this is why I'm talking about reputation. James Harden has a reputation and it's not a good one. James Harden is one of the best offensive players the, the the NBA has ever seen. It is a small list of players. Well, he is in a small list of players of greatest something. James Harden is arguably one of the greatest offensive weapons the league has ever seen. That's that's you know like a like a like a a Curry or. A, Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant or a Kobe James Harden, his ability to create a shot, his ability to create fouls belongs on that list. Not saying that he's better than all of them, but he belongs on that greatness list. But that doesn't mean that his reputation doesn't not follow him. And what, what do I, cause I, I feel like I'm beating around the bush at this point. What do, what do I mean by that? James Harden's reputation is while he is arguably one of the greatest offensive weapons in the league and the league has ever seen, his reputation is he comes up small in big games. Whether that's playoff games, we remember uh, when they, was it 2017 when they should have beat Golden State? Uh, Kevin, Chris Paul went out, but even with Chris Paul going out, James Harden kind of shrunk. Or was it 2016 when they they lost? They got beat by 30 points to the Spurs, I believe. And the Spurs didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Tony Parker playing. We a lot of people want to want to bag on Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant for their collapse. What in 2012 in the NBA Finals? But a lot of that was James Harden. Now, I'm not all blaming James Harden, but a lot of it was James Harden. And then we go to the game on Thursday night. 
Now, yes, it's a regular season game, but this is a big game. You're going against one of the top or arguably one of the top teams in the league in, in Brooklyn. Definitely some of the top players, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, former players. You're going, you know, the, the hype is there. There's a reason why this game was on TNT, one of the marquee games. And you come up, I think he had 11 points. Now, he did finish, you know, he he he's now third all-time in three-point Three points, three pointers made, passing Reggie Miller. So congratulations to that. But I think he went like three, four, like 15, 11 points because his his three made field goals were threes, and of course he had a uh, foul. But yet again, in another situation, he shrunk. The only way that you can change your reputation is if you change it. Is if you do something different, if you start developing a pattern of something different. But that's the only way that you can change your reputation. James Harden probably don't care. It is what it is. I know he ain't listened to this, but there is there. I'm not I'm not just making this up. You can go back almost every time they've lost. I mean, what was it? 2018, I believe. I think that's the year that uh, that's the year that Toronto won. Kevin Durant went out. Kevin Durant went out, and you have Golden. That's your time for for that's your time to beat Golden State. Kevin Durant went out, and you can't do it. Oh, I think they were up too, and they just needed to beat them twice, and they lost both times. And I think Game Seven was on their home floor or something like that. All I'm saying, man, is James Harden has developed a reputation of shrinking in small games. While yes, he's still considered one of the greatest offensive. Uh, players that the league has ever seen he also has a reputation of shrinking in small games and Thursday's game against Phil or against the Sixers I mean no against the Nets is a another prime example now yes it's a regular season game but he has shown a record of doing this in the playoffs as well which is why a lot of people were saying when when James Harden got traded to the Nets oh like it's nothing going to be the same like He's played with great players. He's played with Kevin Durant. He's played with Russell Westbrook. He's played with Kyrie Irving. He played with Russell Westbrook twice. He played with uh, Chris Paul. He's played with Dwight Howard, who was slightly out of his prime. Still a very good player at the time. And still nothing. So, James Harden's still going to be James Harden. James Harden's still great. Hell, next time, next time you hear this, James Harden go for 60 points because that's just who James Harden is. But until I'm not going to say he wins the championship, but until he comes, he 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 is he comes up big in in a playoff moments or in big moments in big games, he he comes up big because let let's let's be clear here. I don't like to put losses on one player unless like 
you have a, a moment where the player just just does something stupid like the the, the J.R. Smith thing. While a lot of people talk about J.R. Smith, where J.R. Smith was a big reason in that loss in the finals when Cleveland was playing Golden State. George Hill was also huge in that loss because George Hill missed the freaking uh, free throw. Make your free throws. But I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I don't remember that last point. Oh, yes. Thursday's loss was mainly on James Harden. Uh, the the Philadelphia 76ers, the Nets beat the dog. I think they beat them like 29. They were up by 36 at one point. Uh, the Nets were, and they beat them by 29. Um, but that, that loss is on James Harden. Because James Harden and Joel Embiid, of course, their two best players, have to set the tone. They have to set the tone because you have a young team and you have a team that follows you too. You have to set the tone. Joel Embiid was playing incredible. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid were jawing back and forth. Um, Andre Drummond, their bodies were getting thrown left and right with him and, and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid came to play. Who, by the way, is a front-running MVP? Him and Jokic, in my opinion. I would choose Jokic, but yeah. But James Harden did. James Harden, I think when I looked up, it was quick too. When I looked up, he was like one for ten. I'm like, damn, Jesus. I think this was like the first or second quarter too. So now Joel Embiid feels like he's doing it himself, which he pretty much is. Tobias Harris is actually having a good game, but outside of that, you they need their second they need their second superstar, which is James Harden, and he didn't show up. So I do put that loss on him. But until James Harden does something different in big moments, he will have that reputation of Somebody that's an, an uberly talented, incredible player, uh, a top 50 uh, NBA 75, top 75 player ever, and rightfully so, but shrinks in big moments, especially when his team needs him the most. And especially when all you need to do, like a lot of these moments, he just you're up, you're <laughs> you're playing against the Spurs, man. And their two best players, or two of their three, four best players at the time, are not playing. And Kawhi Leonard, who is their best player, and uh, and Tony Parker, and you lose that one. Yes, you lose Chris Paul, who you know is big, but you lose, you're up what three two against Golden State. Meaning Golden State has to win two more games. You just have to win one, and Game Seven is on your home floor. Yes, you lose Kevin. Yes, you lose James Harden. But you, I mean, yes, you lose Chris Paul, but you still have James. You're still James Harden, and you lose that. And then on, you know, this is arguably the biggest game of the year because of the trade. And you crap the bed. So until James Harden shows up in big moments, yeah. And lastly, before we go, um, MLB is back. MLB is back. 
Uh, I think they canceled like two weeks of the season, which we knew. I didn't think that it wasn't coming. I mean, you can even look at the episode that I, I kind of dedicated to the lockout. I, I knew they were going to come back sometime, uh, but they're back. And, you know, there, there's – let me see. Hold on. There's a couple of rule changes now. Uh, there's a couple of rule changes. Uh, and, and I think these rule changes are going to help the game. Like 12-team uh, expand playoffs. I th- There's a lot of teams that you can look midway, almost damn near halfway through the season, they're out the playoff contention. So it's like, what's the point of even looking? You know, like <laughs> I remember – one year, like the Nationals were out, like the third month of the year or third month of the season. I'm like, what's the point of this? Um, Universal DH was these these are rule these are uh, rule changes that the players and and the fans have been wanting. Uh, nine game innings and double headers games be long as hell, bro. <laughs> the games be long as hell, and you know, so you don't have those marathon double headers and no runners on base to start extra innings. That I mean that that's kind of an advantage for the team that starts. So MLB's back. Uh, they 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 did not want to go past Jackie Robinson Day. That's like huge, of course, for baseball. Not rightfully so with Jackie Robinson. That's like if there's a lock. You look at lockouts, NFL basketball. There's always a date that they do not want to go past. Like the NBA. The NBA does not. If if they go past Christmas, more than likely there's no season. Christmas is their marquee game. Christmas is the game where everyone's at home, either opening presents, eating with family, and you're watching basketball. So if they, that's why when you look at the NBA lockouts, Christmas is usually their deadline. They'll cancel games until Christmas. NFL, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is their, I mean, (laughs) Thanksgiving is their marquee game. Everyone's at home with family, eating dinner, and there's usually football on the TV. So if there's a lockout and they'll cancel games, Thanksgiving is pretty much there. Like, whoa, like let's not go past Thanksgiving for MLB is Jackie Robinson day. Jackie Robinson day is huge. You know, I mean the, we know the pillar or the, 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 the courageous acts that Jackie Robinson did for the sport of baseball. So Jackie Robinson day is there, is there like big, Big thing. So they they definitely were not going to. Yeah, you canceled the first two weeks, but nah, we getting to Jackie Robinson Day. And congratulations and shouts out to MLB. MLB has been taking a lot of hits and rightfully so, especially when we talk about the owners. This didn't have to happen. This did not have to happen at all because what that what the players were asking for for is not that unreasonable. It was just the owners were trying to be stingy with the money, but it is what it is. Congratulations to the MLB and the Players Association for getting a deal done. And while the first two weeks of the season is canceled, we are we, we do have baseball. So shouts out to the MLB. And there you have it, man. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Uh, I appreciate you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Whatever you're feeling that day, I got you. What, whatever color you're feeling that day, I got you. Whatever design you like, just click on the link below and you can see the designs. Guess what? I got you. <laughs> also, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. I would, I'm trying to get more people to, to experience the Unpopular Podcast, and I can't do that without you guys' help. 
if you don't mind sharing, if you don't mind leaving a comment, if you don't m mind uh, liking or disliking a video, however you feel, if you don't mind leaving a rate, you know, rating on any DSPs that you're listening to, it definitely means a lot to me. Again, I'm trying to get the algorithms going on the Unpopular Podcast, and I can't do that on my own, so I need you guys' help. And I do appreciate all the support that I've gotten so far, and I do appreciate all the support that I will be getting in the future. So... If you don't mind, again, sharing, commenting, liking, rating, wherever you listen, wherever you watch, it definitely means a lot to me. Um, I appreciate you guys again. And until next time, much love. This shit really that simple. Ain't nobody fucking with me and Uncle Al. Discussing business with the game, nigga. I be fucking bitches in my chain. A couple killers, I got tame, nigga. Them the fundamentals of the game. I'm up on niggas, you ain't fucking with us, so enough of jumping in my lane. I went from hustling to the stage when West put me up a level when the game, nigga. Real brick talk, lead the Benz Park. I kicked out and made the bitch walk. Would you charge, Benny? Features cost 20. That just mean you niggas 10 short. I was sick of sitting in court, judge a white devil with a pitchfork. To have to call a cab round Now a nigga only drive imports Respect the son, I can't earn for you But loyalty, I can return to you Cause you was there when it was turmoil A nigga still can get burned for you If I'm around, I can learn from you Oh, I got a genuine concern for you Put your homie on, he turn on you No talking, we purge on you It's not for the camera I fucked the over a banister Only a gangster can handle her I really trapped all night Stamina Surviving up duchess and sandwiches You throw a party, my shooters can cancel it My label gon' cover the damage And say I'm the best It never go to my head But they at my show are chanting it. I went and got it. I went and got it. I did what they couldn't and I got receipts. Look what I did, nigga. Ah, since 2018, I had the streets. City introduced me to the game. Doug gave me my first square. West showed me the formula, but I'ma make my own self a millionaire. It's fact. I did this shit for y'all. Understand my niggas up top. Huh? City introduced me to the game. Doug gave me my first square. West showed me the formula. Yet I'ma make my own self a millionaire. In four years, put the foundation. Why these hating niggas sat around waiting? Trying to do it, me and Al making. Who knew the sound would take us somewhere groundbreaking? I could let you niggas have that style taken. I switch it up, I had a style waiting. Up a level, never downgrading. Got it locked down like a child safety lock back home. I'm like Warren Buffett or MOK with F4 with Summers. Made it out the hood with no problem. With no father and a poor mother. I was raised in a dope. House, we had sticks in it like we store lumber. Next, I'm doing up the store numbers, cook a chicken like I took a course from her. I just wanna put a fork in you, holds one child support from you. Rich niggas that's Porsche lovers on cell blocks wearing orange jumpers. I started from nothing, fans choosy about the artists I fuck with. Too successful for them all of a sudden, they gon' blame it on all of this money. I went and got it, I went and got it. I did what they couldn't and I got receipts. Look what I did, nigga. Since 2018, I had the streets. City introduced me to the game. Doug gave me my first square. West showed me the formula. But I'ma make my own self a millionaire. City introduced me to the game. Doug gave me my first square. West showed me the formula. But I'ma make my own self a millionaire.